Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. It's time to wake up with a nice cup of morning roast. Featuring the Fillmore's finest, Monte Hill. <laughs> the pride of the Excelsior, Joe Butcher Boy Shasky. You're listening to 95.7 The Game, the morning roast. 114-102. It just might be the worst loss of the year for Golden State. I said either that one or the home loss to Oklahoma City. 114-102. A very undermanned Miami Heat squad comes to Chase Center and dictates the, the level and tempo of play from the opening tip to the final horn. And a great win tonight for the Heat. Tim Roy on the call there right here on 95-7 The Game. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. This is the morning roast. Joe Spadoni in for Bonte Hill alongside... Sam Lubman, who is filling in for Joe the Butcher Boy Shasky as the Warriors take the L last night at Chase Center, 114-102. As you heard from the great Tim Roy right there, an undermanned Miami Heat squad. No Kyle Lowry, no Jimmy Butler, no problem for Eric Spolstra, Tyler Hero, Jaime Jaquez Jr., amongst others. And uh, good morning to all of you just getting off work, getting ready for work. It's wet out there. More rain in the forecast, so please be safe if you're on the roadways. Uh, don't be doing any of that tailgating stuff, all right? Don't be riding anyone's bumper or anything like that. Don't be stupid. I learned my lesson in high school, Sam. I uh, hydroplaned after just getting my license at a 180 on the highway. Almost died. Didn't, thankfully. Uh, and uh, never sped in the rain again. So that's how I start off the show. Don't speed, people. Especially in the rain, because you're not built for this. You grew up in California in the Bay Area. You're not built for the wet weather. All right. Just be honest with yourself. You're not built for the snow, not built for the wet rain, because it rains once in a blue moon here. But good morning to all of you. Good morning to you, Sam Lemon. Tough L last night for the dubs. Yeah, that was tough. I, uh, not going to lie. I kind of wish I watched the Pop Tarts Bowl instead. Oh, the Pop Tarts Bowl. I kind of want to get into That's, that some point. You're making that up. That's not a thing. That is a real thing. Oh, there was. I don't know. We, we got to get it at some point. No, let's get into it now really quick. Pop-Tarts Bowl, it ended. Who cares about the game? I think Kansas State beat NC State. Of the Pop-Tart mascot was the star of the show of that game. This dude is running around. This this dude, this this pastry, is running around, yucking up on the sidelines. He's, he's smacking security on the butt. Like, just a total just show stealer. After the game, he's standing on a toaster. It's standing on a toaster. And it's holding up a sign saying, dreams come true as it's getting lowered into the toaster. And then it, co- it gets spat out and it's like an edible giant Pop-Tart. And they start eating the mascot. It is 
college football at its finest. You know, I thought there's too many bowl games. The Pop-Tarts Bowl is not in that category. You're bearing the lead, Sam. Tough L for the Miami Hurricanes after you're gassing them up all show. The Scarlet Knights win. The Scarlet Knights win. Yeah, you know, who could have seen that coming besides literally anybody who has ever had a pulse ever. Greg Chiano legacy game right there. Classic Miami on the biggest stage. Just absolute turd of a performance from Mario Cristobal. Way to go, man. You know, just, hey, run it up the middle. Just keep running up the middle. You you Uh. have some of the best athletes in the country. Just keep (laughs) running it up the middle. But, uh, yeah, as depressing as that was (laughs) and as thrilling as the Pop-Tarts Bowl mascot was, yeah, that was a, an absolute dud of a game from the Warriors last night. It was and disappointing. It was. And, you know, Spadoni, earlier this week we kind of talked about what the, expecta- the expectations for the Warriors and what they should be. And I said I can't put them in a championship contender anywhere near that yet. This week they kind of had the championship two-step. They had the Nuggets on uh, on Christmas Day. Then you have a couple days off. Then you have the Heat. You played both teams that were in the NBA Finals last year. And both teams basically showed you why you are not a championship-level team. You couldn't outlast against the Nuggets. They ended up grinding it down at the end, pulling that game out, because that's what good teams do. They close games. They closed out on the Warriors on Monday in, in that Christmas Day game. And that's why the Nuggets are one of the better teams in the West. Last night against the Heat, a team that's very methodical in how they play. They have a very deliberate pace. They really grinded the Warriors down last night. They were smart with the ball, did not turn it over. Warriors at one point in the second quarter had nine turnovers to the Heat, zero. Overall, the uh, Warriors turned the ball over 13 times last night to only seven turnovers from the Heat. But again, it's it, you know, ball security, sloppy play. You don't see that on the Heat. Whereas the Warriors, that that's basically what was defining them last night. Throw in a couple bad shooting nights from Clay and Steph, and as Tim Roy said there in that final call, you get one of, if not the worst, loss of the year so far for the Warriors. I'd say, yeah, he mentioned that OKC won the, both times against Chet Holmgren, one making free throws, one making the actual three-pointer. I think those ones hurt a lot more, but I understand uh, the narrative there because obviously you no know, Jimmy Butler or Kyle Lowry for the defending Eastern Conference champion Miami Heat. Uh, Shout-out YouTube and Twitch. We are streaming live all day long right here on 95.7 The Game. And we got, we got some special guests today. Not only at 8 o'clock when our very own Joe the Butcher Boy Shasky will be calling in. He had some breaking news, uh, breaking news I should say, last night on his social feed. So he'll uh, discuss that at 8 o'clock with us. Rob Stats Guerrera is joining us also at 8.45. Covers the San Francisco 49ers. And you can hear Rob as I uh, pull up all my reads here. And God bless Bonte for uh, having this all together all the time. Actually, he doesn't. Let's just keep it a buck. No, I I have it it together for Bonte. There you go. There you go. But I can understand how he mixes all these up constantly, but he has all these different screens. I get it. Bonte doing a hell of a job last night with Festus D. Wright on the uh, NBC Sports Bay Area pre- and post-game coverage. Uh, Rob Sascaria, Gold Standard Network. And uh, you can catch Rob every single Sunday morning right here on 95.7 The Game at 8 a.m., because he's breaking down football in the 49ers. And we're going to do that because the Niners do play the Washington Commanders in Maryland this Sunday. What's the spread on that game? I haven't even looked it up. It's probably double digits. It's probably, probably the highest spread of the weekend. A lot to a little. Oh, like yeah. That. And it's a Football Friday brought to you by First 5 California. Visit first5california.com to learn four things that you can do to overcome toxic stress. And right now, toxic stress is the name of the game. Really Last quick, two losses. 12.5 point favorites. 12.5. That's what I thought. It's a 10, 12.5. Probably the highest spread of the weekend. I'm not looking at any other guns. Maybe the Cardinals. It did Eagles. open at 13.5. It did. Oh, that Jacoby Brissett move, guys. That, that changed swing. everything. Changed everything. Also, should... Debo Samuel limited at practice yesterday. Oh, no. Maybe that's a moment, too. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Debo legacy game? No. 
Although Debo Samuel and Cam Newton going at it back and forth. Maybe we'll get into that a little bit uh, somewhere down the line. But it's the Warriors right now taking the L last night. And you mentioned the name and the term, uh, Sam, heat culture. What's the Warriors culture right now? I want to ask two Warriors fans at 888-957-9570 because we know what heat culture is. It's next man up mentality. They're going to play hard. They're going to play gritty defense. It might not look pretty all the time, but they're going to have a nice influx of young talent mixed with older veterans, and it's going to work. And that's from the top down. That's Pat Riley to Eric Spolstra to the staff to all the players. Like, I saw the best rookie in the league the last couple weeks, and Jaime Jaquez Jr. out of UCLA, the rookie, who the Warriors were very interested in. They ended up going Pajemski. It's actually kind of funny. Uh, Sam, I don't know if you heard uh, Steve Kerr basically talking about texting uh, Eric Spolstra before the game. He's like, hey, man, we love our guy, but I'm sure you love your guy too. And they were on both uh, the different team radars. So the Heat were you know, monitoring Pajemski. Uh, the Warriors were monitoring Hawkes. Hawkes ends up going before him. Warriors get Pajemski. But all in all, I think they're both very happy with where they're at. Uh, Pajemski, by the way, taking initiative yesterday. Take a listen to this from the rookie. This was fascinating. Taking the blame for the L last night. You know, a lot falls on, on my plate. I'm the guy that's supposed to bring the energy and hustle plays and effort plays, and I didn't do that tonight. You know, I can usually gauge that by, you know, how many steals, deflections, rebounds I get, and tonight was probably my worst performance of the year in, in that case. So I think it starts with me. You know, coach can say that it's his fault he didn't get us prepared and whatnot, but I'm in that starting group for that reason, and I just don't think I bring that energy and effort tonight like I usually do. And the oh, last night's loss. Bless you, Pod. Yeah. Just bless well, you. Well, I like the initiative. And last night's loss, as you know, Sam, that snapped the Warriors' season high eight game home winning streak. Prior to that, they had lost on uh, November 18th, the whole damn month since they last lost. And that was against the Thunder. That's Tim Roy alluded to in overtime, 130 123. You like what you heard there from the rookie, though? I mean, that, that I, I like the accountability. It's also kind of concerning. Maybe concerning strong, but. I mean, it's the rook. It's on the rookie now to take the accountability for losses. That's where we're at. No, like I said, you know, you know God bless you, Brandon Pajemski. That that is very kind of you to say to try and shoulder that blame. But uh, you are the yes, you are maybe the energy guy. But like, come on, man. Like, it's this is still Steph Curry's team. It's still Clay Thompson's team. This is still Steve Kerr's team. This team runs as those guys do. You don't need to shoulder the blame. I love that you're willing to take responsibility. But yeah, watching him and Jaime Hawkins last night, I'm thinking. Man, if it weren't for Chet Holmgren and Victor Wembanyama, this would be a great Rookie of the Year watch to well, all rookie race to see between these two. Still, oh no, yeah, they could the very team. well be all rookie team, but it's like it's it's a phenomenal race we're going to see for third place in the Rookie of the Year voting between Hawkins and uh, Brandon Pajemski. And it's just yeah, I think I love the fact that he's feeling confident like this, Brandon Pajemski, to where he can step up and say, yeah, no, this one's kind of on me. When like, dude, it isn't. Like you are routinely night in and night out the only bright spot on the floor uh, outside of. Stephen Curry. Um, as far as all the starters last night, if you're a plus-minus guy, he was plus one. All the other starters were in the minus. Um, it's clear. It's 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 definitely a different team when he's out there. It's it's a slightly better team. It's a slightly smarter team too. Uh, you just he has these moments where it's just he, he shows just such veteran savvy 
so much. Uh, there was a play um, early in the first quarter where he's defending Hawkins, able to, to you know prevent him from scoring, doesn't foul, gets his hands up, just textbook great defense. And then uh, on the other side of the court, he sees Andrew Wiggins in the corner wide open, throws the ball over to him. There's no shot there for Wiggins. And so what Pajemski does is Chris Paul is at the top of the key. Pajemski switches with Paul at the top of the key. And he's the one who calls out, hey, Chris, let's switch. It's not Chris saying, hey, let's do the switch. He's the one you know calling the offense there. Gets to the top of the key. Wiggins slings out to him, and he drains the three that tied it up at 20-20. And it felt like that was a tone-setting shot. Like, all right, Warriors are here to play ball now. Maybe they can make something happen here. Obviously, that's not how it you know went down. But it's moments like that where it's just like, yeah, you are the energy guy, Brandon. And I want you to keep bringing that attitude there. Love you want to take the blame. I'm not putting the blame on him, though. No, I'm putting the blame on, and shout out uh, Akon. You could put the blame on me. I'm putting the blame on Stephen Curry and Klay Thompson. Back-to-back stinkers now. And you mentioned it was the championship two-step. They had stinkers on Christmas, and they had stinkers yesterday at home. And Steph, this, Steph this, scoreless in the first quarter last this, two games. This team's not winning if Stephen Curry's just going to have duds like that. That's just the rat on the table right there, brought to you by Atco Pest Control. Uh, it's just not going to happen. And and Klay Thompson, who had been hot prior to this last uh, couple games here, Hot maybe strong, but he's been playing very well uh, in comparison to what he started out uh, at the beginning of the season. But 4 of 11, 2 of 6 from beyond the arc. Did have the 5 assists. That's nice to see. But a team worst, minus 26 alongside Jonathan Kaminga. And when we saw Kaminga on the floor with Andrew Wiggins last night, it's just yikes. Just It just was not good enough. Andrew Wiggins, 4 of 11, 0 of 3 from beyond the arc. 11 points there off the bench with 26 minutes. But it's just not going to get it done. And that was a disappointing L after we were gassing up all the young guys yesterday, Sammy. They made us look bad. Oh, that's just stretch. Trace Jackson Davis looks good in spurts. Um, oh, no, he looked, I mean, hey, he looked much better than uh, Kevon Looney. That's it's a just, tough task. It's, it's every um, game, it seems like, starts the same way. You know, the first, you know, four, five, six minutes of the game, it's just like, oh, boy, it's just not looking great in the paint right now. Everyone's eating down there. And then Trace Jackson Davis comes in. It's like it's a completely different team. Third quarter, same thing. Oh my God! It's just—it's not looking good right now. Trace Jackson Davis comes in. Oh, it's a whole totally different team. You know the the Warriors starters in the start of the first and the start of the third quarter, Spadoni, and those two uh, parts of the game combined were minus seven. You know these are supposed to be your best players. The guys are supposed to set the tone, and they're just giving you bigger deficits. It's just—it's not a sustainable model right now that the Warriors are working with. Uh, and you, we just talked about them, TJD. Your thoughts on the game and the pregame and what Coach Kerr told you guys. That's what Coach told us before the game. He said that um, the Miami Heat, they represent Heat culture, and it's always next man up and a next guy's opportunity. And so um, that's what they did tonight. Um, and guys that don't usually play, they stepped up and made plays, and they played good games. They played hard, and um, that's something that Coach was preaching before the game, saying that they're going to come out even harder than they would if they had their starters. 888-957-9570. You heard it there. And Coach Kerr, Steve, as I call him, we're homies. Uh, he mentioned heat culture. We all know what heat culture is. Maybe you can't quantify it, but you know it's gritty, it's toughness, it's uh, smart, high IQ basketball. You know, it's not built on you know the star power as we used to attribute the Miami Heat when they had the big three, when they had Bosh, Wade, LeBron, all those guys. It's different now. They've gone to two championships now, and I know we like to make fun of the bubble ring, but and they were in Florida when it happened, but still they counts. went there. It still counts. They went there. They got an Eastern Conference banner. They're not hanging those, but they won the Eastern Conference, and then they went back there. They proved that that, that bubble run was not a fluke. 
if the Heat have that culture, what's the Warriors culture? How do you quantify what the Warriors culture is right now? Because why can't the Warriors replicate what the Miami Heat can? Because I look at the star power from both teams, the Warriors have more of it. I mean, Stephen Curry is a generational talent. Jimmy Butler, God bless him, I know he didn't play yesterday. He's a star. He's not a superstar, though. Maybe when it comes to playoff time, he just turns into one of the greatest players of all time for whatever reason. Is he a future Hall of Famer? Uh, yeah, I'd say so, I so because yeah. everyone gets it in the basketball. It doesn't even matter. Yeah, everyone yeah, gets in the sure. basketball Hall of Fame. But yeah, I'd say he's a Hall of Famer because of uh, what he's been able to do. He's the leader on those teams. They've gone to multiple finals. When it's all said and done, I think he'll be there. He's one of the best defensive players since he's came into the league. Um, but how would you quantify the Warriors' culture right now, Sam? I mean, if you're saying, you know, why can't the Warriors have that Heat culture? I wanted is it as simple as the fact that no one on the Heat has punched one of their teammates? Like, I again, it's it's going Hawaiian here, yeah. but like it always seems to come back to that punch. Like, it, well, I'll do we, say do this: we under- they, get, they get into it. No, no, no. But but I'll say this: punch is not thrown. But whether it was last year, I think it was the year before, or maybe last year. But Jimmy Butler going at it with Spolstra on the sidelines, That's like they true, have to yeah. be separated. Like there are There's some moments. There. There's frustration. Yeah. Like Jimmy Butler. Is not an easy guy to play with. Yeah. He makes it, he has very creative tension when it comes to the rookies, when it comes to the veterans, all that. He is not an easy guy to work with. He demands excellence from everyone in that building. It's almost kind of like a Kobe mindset, which I appreciate. It's kind of like a dying art in the league when it's just kind of this, I wouldn't say an a hole mentality, but you know what? I'm not going to apologize for being tough on you. And I feel like that's kind of lost in today's mindset. And that's from the top down in the Miami Heat organization. Whereas when I look at the Warriors, and under Steve Kerr, they've won a lot. And I'll say this, like, and I'm not saying take Spolstra over Kerr or anything like that. But when it comes to the development of the young players and meshing them with their veterans, I don't think there's anyone in the league I'd rather have over Eric Spolstra. No, I mean, I I don't know if it's as simple as, you know, if you could make the swap right now, Spolstra's for Kerr, if you would mm. do that. It's a tough question maybe get into. Maybe you can do that on the other side, if that's even worth discussing. But 888-957-9570. Would you make that switch? As far as the biggest difference, it's just I don't know. There's there seems to be a level of buy-in from the players. Again, you mentioned you know the Butler Spolstra you know you know thing last year. That happens. You're going to have players and coaches have disagreements there, but it's how you handle it afterwards. And the way they handled it afterwards is it was no big deal. Apparently, that happens. Uh, the Warriors when they've handled stuff in the past, it's they've not done a great job handling it. And uh, we've heard a lot. You know, the Warriors culture has been broken the last couple years. Uh, I think it's a matter of fact. It's just. It, it, these are things like that. The Heat culture it starts from the top. Starts from guys like Pat Riley. It starts from guys like Eric Spolstra. I don't know if it's if it's as simple as you look at Steve Kerr. It's just like, Coach, come on, you got it. Like this is your culture that's floundering underneath you. Do you even care? And this is where people, I think, get to, into the mode of like, you know what? If Steve Kerr doesn't come back next year, they're not going to be upset. It's because he is just kind of letting this culture, you know, fade away at a time when really they need to be emboldening it. Well, it's interesting you say, and we bring up Pat Riley, obviously, a former head coach in the league, made man, one of the greatest coaches in the history of basketball, one of the greatest, you know, GMs in the history of basketball, if we're going to be honest as well, just doing a hell of a job over that, uh, over out in the uh, MIA, Sam's neck of the woods. Again, tough L for the Hurricanes yesterday, but you know what? The Miami Heat got the dubs. They're feeling a little bit better, and they got the Dolphins taking on the Baltimore Ravens this weekend. That's going to be a hell of a matchup as well. So Miami and Fuego right now when it comes to the sports scene. But from the top down for the culture, you know, Bob Myers, I feel like, set the tone when it came to his relationship with Draymond Green. And last year specifically, I feel like the tone was set in regards to uh, the lack of punishment for the season. And that's from the top down. 
I don't think that happens in the Heat organization. But you know what? Um, I don't know if the Heat, you know, put up with Draymond's, you know, uh, antics throughout the entirety of his career like they do. But you know what? It is what it is. Uh, how would you define Warriors culture? If we know what Heat culture is, how would we define Warriors culture? 888-957-9570. I see Corey in North Carolina. I want to get to you. On the other side, we have a lot to get to today. It is a football Friday, so we'll get into the Niners game. We got Rob Statsgaray at 845. We got Joe Shasky joining us at 8 o'clock. He's got a big announcement he wants to make. So uh, a lot of exciting news today. We got shameless shout-outs happening at 745. Shout-out you know, businesses, uh, kids, uh, the new year. What's your new year resolution? Hell, do that. I don't care. You know, people, real quick. People that want to better themselves and do anything for the New Year's, I am so behind you trying to get just bettering yourself, your mental health, your physical health. It's become uh, this thing that we want to crap all over New Year's resolutions. No, 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 no. It's a feel-good Friday here. So you bring in your resolution. I want to hear it. 888-957-9570. Joe Spadonian for Ponta Hill. That's Sam Lubbin filling in for Joe Shasky. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast it's the morning roast the J 
Shemsky, shot clock at eight. Back to Kaminga, two hand slam inside. Two defenders ran to the perimeter. The gravity of Curry set that play up. Now, back to the morning roast with Bonte and Shasky. Spadoni and Lubman in for Bonte Hill and Joe Shasky here on the morning roast. Miami Heat 114, Golden State Warriors 102 as the Warriors take back-to-back L's now on Christmas against the defending NBA champion Denver Nuggets and now against the defending Eastern Conference champion Miami Heat who were without Jimmy Butler and Kyle Lowry who some would say are their two best players. Definitely Jimmy Butler. Kyle Lowry, eh, not the same Toronto Lowry who was uh, hitting big shots against the Warriors a few years ago in the finals. Uh, last segment was sponsored by Fremont Bank Full Service Banking. No compromises. We're talking about culture here. You know, and setting the standard. The Heat have a culture. They know what their culture is. Next man up, tough, grit, high IQ. You know what? They're not going to get too high, get too low. They're going to be even keel. It's from the top down. Pat Riley, their GM, Spolstra, Butler, everyone. Even their rookie, Jaime Hawkes. That guy looks like he's been in the league for, for 10 years. It's been unbelievable. Had a great game last night, again, for the Miami Heat. So how would you define the Warriors' culture? That's what I want to know. 888-957-9570. What is the Warriors' culture if you were trying to quantify it right now? Uh, Sam, it's a Friday, so I'm feeling good regardless. Um, I'm I'm willing to give the Warriors this. Uh, There's some growing pains right now because they're leaning to a lot of young guys. Jonathan Kaminga, who I see Corey in North Carolina, we'll get to him in a second, once again, did not have a great game. Uh, Six turnovers. After talking the talk, post-game after the loss on Christmas to Marcus Thompson II of The Athletic, who covers the team, uh, talking the talk, being like, hey, and, you know, messes with me when I'm in and out of the closing line, the starting line, what, what have you. Uh, did not have a good game to back it up. But these are the lumps that they're going to have to take uh, if they want to get better. You're going to have to live through this. You're going to have to grow through it. My question is, is Steve Kerr going to have enough patience? Is the, uh, the starters, the veterans, going to have enough patience with some of these young guys? Is the fan base going to have enough patience through these growing fans? I even go a little bit bigger. Is Joe Lacob going to have mm. enough patience to go with this? I mean, you ask, yo, what's the culture right now? You know, you define the Heat culture really well there, Spadoni. The Warriors culture, at least in the past, it was you come here and you get better. That's how it was. How, how many guys came through and kind of, you know, JaVale McGee and Nick Young are two of the biggest examples. But Dante DiVincenzo? DiVincenzo's another one. Yeah. Wiggins for a time. You know, so many guys have come through here and elevated their, their, you know, their, their status within the league playing in the Warriors system, playing within this Warriors culture, the the era, the, the aura of success, it, it, it kind of would seep into players, and they would just become better because they're playing with better players. You're just not seeing that anymore. You ask what the Warriors culture is, the Warriors culture is nothing special right now. The Warriors, they're, they're looking like just another team. Like, I don't think they're dysfunctional or anything like that. This isn't, you know, Chris Cohen-era Warriors or even the Mark Jackson-era Warriors, but... This is definitely a team that its culture is not something you can rely on. It is not a culture that makes you better. This is a team that its culture is, it's it's almost like it's just trying to get by game by game. And I say that in part because Steve Kerr has in the past kind of mentioned that when it comes to rotations, it's going to be by a game by game basis. And I feel like when, when you don't have these, when you don't have guys, I mean, outside of Steph, who really has set roles right now on this team? Well, that that's a great point because I'm seeing here on the Comcast Business text line in 888-957-9570. If you'd like to get involved, call or text 
the Comcast Biz Text. And also hit us up on YouTube and Twitch. Uh, just search 95% the game, like, and subscribe there. We are streaming all day long. Uh, right now, from the 415 on the Comcast Biz Text line, the culture revolves around Curry being selfless and his dedication to winning, but we do not develop well. I think that's kind of it. It's Stephen Curry. He's the culture. And then whatever happens after that. So the culture lives and dies with one player. I, that's not good enough. That's not a culture. That's you're overly dependent on one player. Correct. That's, I've that's seen like that saying, time in and time out with LeBron James. Like, if LeBron James right is the mouth. culture... Beat me by one second like on that, that one. We saw how that ended up against the Golden State Warriors. It, he was good. He tried to elevate everyone else around him. He did his best. But ultimately, it's everyone else that needs to buy in, right? You saw it with the Nuggets last year. The Nuggets culture changed last year because of their one-two punch of... Jamal Murray, Nikola Jokic, Mike Malone instilled that uh, throughout the team. They had buy-in from their young players, the role players, Aaron Gordon, uh, Christian Brown, all these guys buying into it. How long is it going to take for the young guys, the old guys, everyone to buy in to what Steve Kerr, uh, Mike Dunleavy, all these guys are selling? Hell, what are they selling? I'm not even sure. Let's I mean, ask. Oh, oh, yeah. Sorry, before we go to the call there, yeah. I, I want to get to Corey in a minute. I mean, if you're, you're saying how long will it take to buy in, the fact that they haven't fully bought in, I think, is the bigger problem. It's not so much when, it's the it's more of why hasn't it happened yet? Like I think that's a big issue. They're like, you know, if you're these young guys, they're coming in, like and I get like they don't have any ties to what's happened in the past before they got here. But at the same time, it's like and it, maybe this goes on the vets for not really setting, you know, the, the the correct tone that I think, as I mentioned yesterday, you know, that that West Iguodala and Sean Livingston once set that kind of tone of how to comport yourself. Maybe that's just not being passed on from the current big three onto some of these younger guys. Maybe there's some disconnect there. Maybe there's a disconnect because again, the way Kerr handled minute distributions with the young guys last year, it 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 did not work. There was almost like it, it seemed like there was a fracture going on within the team right now. So I don't know if it's a sense of just these young guys need to just set set aside their, their their personal feelings and and buy into the system or if there's something deeper rooted there because it seems like these young guys they're going out there they're doing everything they can to ingratiate themselves into the system but we're just not seeing the results that come from it let's ask uh Corey in north carolina we're, we're we're nationwide here on the morning roast what's going on uh cory you're on with uh spadonia lubbin on the morning roast good morning that's back y'all are nationwide um I just wanted to speak on Jonathan Kaminga and the expectation for this young man. Like, I don't think Jonathan Kaminga is that good. I don't think he's that bad either. I just think he's a young guy who didn't play any college and basically played in the AAU system. By the time he got to the NBA, he was a different. He was from a different culture than what Steph, Clay, Draymond, Wiggins, all of those people came up in. And so it's like it's kind of hard to expect that young man to give you certain things when he hasn't been through the fire himself to even learn those things. So it's like it's going to take time, but I also feel like he nor anyone around him should put him on a pedestal to say that he's this or he's that because he's got to come off looking Jordan Poolish, even though Jordan Poole, uh, you know, he contributed a whole lot. And I hear people saying um, Kaminga is not as good as Wiggins. Like, come on, man. One of them guys started and helped you get a championship. One of them you never saw. It's a good point, Corey. North Carolina right there. And again, Wiggins and Kaminga, the minutes when they were on the floor together, yikes. You have got to think, if you were Mike Dunleavy and uh, Steve Kerr watching that, maybe one of those guys 
uh, their days may be numbered here as the trade deadline approaches. Yeah, can you even keep both of them right now? I mean, it's just it's some some numbers I want to throw at you. Tim Calacami in the Athletic kind of wrote a story yesterday. He didn't kind of he, he did write a story yesterday. Our guy, Tim. Our Calicami. guy, Tim Calacami. Uh, TK show, part of the Odyssey family. Uh, they spent 106 minutes on the floor together, Spadoni, and they have a minus 21.4 net rating, which is by far the worst two man combo on the team. When you look at the five man lineups that the Warriors have put out there. Uh, with those two in it, they're two of the highest turnover lineups that the Warriors can throw out there. For whatever reason, probably because of there's a redundancy factor in terms of their skill set and what they could do, it's just you can't have them on the floor together. It's like they're they're like opposite and like they're like magnets that, that with the same kind of you know two positive. They the can't polarity they can't, to the polarity. Mm-hmm. There you go, shout out polarity. They just they don't work together. You can't bring them together. It does not work. You cannot have you know neither can play while the other is playing. Like that's just that's just the, the, where they're at right now, and it's a serious situation. The Warriors are going to have to figure out because if they can't do it, then one of them might have to go, and that's going to be a fun decision for Mike Dunleavy to shoot, pick from because you got Jonathan Kaminga who he's up for an extension after this year, and there's probably a little bit more long term promise there. But Wiggins is more of a known commodity, and you got three more years of him. Again, maybe that's something we get on to the other side. If you had to pick one, Jonathan Kaminga or Andrew Wiggins, who you're rolling with for the next three years? You mean you heard from Corey in North Carolina there. He's sticking with Wiggins, the guy that has proven to help you win a title. 888-957-9570. If you had to pick one moving forward, are you picking Wiggins or are you picking Kaminga? It's a fun question. 888-957-9570. Also talking about culture. We know what Miami Heat's culture is. How would you define the Golden State Warriors culture? We're seeing a lot from the Comcast Business text line here in regards to they don't have a culture. It's Stephen Curry and that's it. And that's a problem. Uh, Steve Kerr, what the hell happened in that second and third quarter in which the Miami Heat dropped 69 points? Yeah, they scored 69 points in those two quarters. Um, So they took control of the game. I thought that run, beginning of the second quarter, I think we were up six or something, five, and they made a a really good run and uh, had control of the game uh, from there. So one of those nights, um, you know, we've um, been, you know, in every game, seems like all year, every game's been close. We've been competitive and tough, and and tonight we... um, we kind of lost that uh, that competitiveness, and uh, you know, just it felt like uh, we got demoralized. You know, shots weren't going in, and and um, they they just took it to us. The one guy I'll say who showed up yesterday and got the least amount of minutes of you know all the guys who actually had a lot of minutes was Moses Moody again, four of eight, eleven points. He had two sick blocks on a uh, Tyler Hero who went off for the Miami Heat. Uh, yesterday, Tyler Hero getting the start, 10 of 18, 26 points, uh, 7 boards for him, a couple of assists. So Tyler Hero, it's a guy that's funny, Sam, as I know we're up against it here. That's a guy who is often compared with Jordan Poole, and most people would say, hey, I'm taking Jordan Poole. It's just a year later, things happen. I don't think people are taking uh, Jordan Poole over Tyler Hero at this point. 888-957-9570. We'll get to more of your calls and texts on the other side. And that's what's coming up on the game, sponsored by Fremont Bank, full-service banking, no compromises. The Morning Roast is live on YouTube right now. Take it away, Bonte. Thanks, Steph. I'm not Bonte, but it's all right. Joe Spadoni filling in for Bonte Hill. Sam Lovin alongside filling in for Joe Shasky. I'm having a meltdown. <sighs> tough loss for the Warriors and tough loss for Bonte last night. 
Miami Heat 114, Golden State Warriors 102. He looks sharp, though. Him, Festus, D. Wright doing a hell of a job on the pre- and post-game coverage. Some great kicks on last night, Bond. He did. His game, hey, his sock game is on point. The kicks, they're doing just fine over there. But the Warriors, listen, tough losses. I understand it. You're going up against some of the league's best right now. And what made last night even more frustrating is got your asses kicked when they weren't even at their best. That being the Miami Heat, not having Jimmy Butler, not having Kyle Lowry. But but Sam, you know, you heard from Pajemski, you heard from Chase Jackson Davis, we'll hear from Clay Thompson, Steve Kerr. They just didn't think they matched the energy of the Miami Heat last night. But Eric Spolstra, head coach of the Miami Heat, didn't sense that at all. No, I did not sense that. When you're sitting in the seat I'm sitting in, or I guess standing on the sideline that I'm standing on, you're always on edge that they could go on an avalanche really quickly. When you throw on any one of their games, they're as explosive as, as any team you know, in this league offensively, particularly what they've done in the last you know, two weeks. No, that was, that was not our message. It was, it was more about uh, what we were trying to do. There you go. So the message wasn't, you know, just having more energy and, and matching that intensity or anything like that. No, just the heat culture. Once again, we've been talking about culture this entire opening hour. What is it for the Golden State Warriors? Also talking about Jonathan Kaminga, Andrew Wiggins. When both those two guys on the floor, Sam Levin mentioned the stats, it's not good. It's not pretty. Probably the two worst tandem uh, as far as the stats go when those two are on the floor together. So something's got to give. Uh... Is it going to be Kaminga moving on? Is it going to be Wiggins? The trade is on the horizon. I know that, and I, I just don't know what it's going to look like. And we got a lot of time to figure that out. Draymond Green still has to return the lineup, so things still have to, sh- uh, you know, um, you know, shake out here, Sam. But uh, fifteen and sixteen right now, heading into the new year. A lot of questions for the yeah. Golden State Warriors. And they still got one more game tomorrow uh, tomorrow night against Dallas. So they got Luka and them coming to town tomorrow. So mm. they can still uh, head into the new year with a, at least a 500 record. But, yeah, no, it's a serious decision the Warriors have to make on, on who you choose there, Wiggins or Kaminga. Because I do feel like you're, you're reaching a, a spot where you can't have both of them, not even on the floor, but maybe not, they might be too redundant on this team. Uh, especially when you know you get GP two back and Draymond Green back, and the minutes crunch becomes even more of a headache. Right now, as as far as you go with, I probably would lean a little bit more Kaminga right now, mainly because I just I feel like Kaminga just has a better desire right now. I think that what he, his comments to Marcus Thompson the other day were. Uh, I think born out of frustration with just him wanting more for for his role on the team and guys like that. Like, I, yeah, I think. Do you some, think that's immaturity though? Do you think the Warriors view that as an immature comment? And I don't eventually... think it should be viewed at that. Yeah, I but view I, it, I think I view Steve it as a guy who... saying that, making the comments the other day after he, I feel like he was kind of like pressing around it. He didn't want to like outright throw the guy under the bus, but he's like, yeah, maybe next time he just you know doesn't say something like that. I still like the attitude though. It's the attitude of a guy who wants to get out there and compete and show that he's as good as he thinks as he is. Whereas Andrew Wiggins, I'll be honest, I'm. We've heard this in the past about Wiggins, about but we're we're, we're questioning the desire to be out there. If you, it, it seems like it's not, at certain times, it's just he's a ghost of himself uh, most of the time out there on the floor, and I just see more of a of, of a future upside with Kaminga. With Wiggins, I feel like it's just he's a change of scenery guy now. You know, let's put him in a different spot and let some other team deal with him at this point. It's 
the the, the patience with me and Wiggins, it, it's starting to wane. And I've always been a big Wiggins guy, but it's just not happening anymore. Where Jonathan Kaminga, right now, I'm willing to invest more stock in him long term. And he's a younger guy. He's a guy who's only going to get better. So I'm willing to roll with that probably for the next three, four years over Andrew Wiggins. Well, what's frustrating with Andrew Wiggins is you just saw probably his best game of the year on Christmas. He was carrying that team. He ended up getting the closing minutes over, obviously, Jonathan Kaminga, which why Kaminga was frustrated. But then you see the consistency just not being there. He's consistently inconsistent, Andrew Wiggins, this season. You know, 11 points, 4 of 11 last night. It's just not going to get it done. He's already on a bench roll, and if he's trying to play himself back in the starting lineup, that's not how you do it. You have to build games here. You can't just have one-off every week. Can't be once a week you have one good game. No, 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 that's not going to cut it. It's just not. Not on this team. A team that has championship aspirations still. And Andrew Wiggins was the second best player on a championship run. I think a lot of us, me included, maybe you, Sam, you know, thought heading into the season, if the Warriors were going to have a chance, Andrew Wiggins, again, would have to be the second best player on the team. They needed... Playoff run wigs if they wanted to be good this year. And he was good in the playoffs for as much time as he missed last year. um, I thought he showed up very well in the playoffs. Obviously, he got hurt Mm -hmm. late in that Lakers series. But him coming back, I just think, threw a monkey wrench into the entire uh, development of of Kaminga, of, you know, the starting line once they brought GP2 back. And once GP2 does come back, maybe we'll play tomorrow. We'll see what's going on there with his uh, calf injury. Looks like he's practicing again with the team. So. Is that going to be another monkey wrench into this whole entire situation with GP2 now coming back? How's that factor in Wiggins, Kaminga? Just just so many damn question marks with this team right now. And I don't have the answer. I don't know if Steve Kerr has the answer right now. Well, they still have time to figure this out. Again, the trade deadline is until February. You mentioned you know, what, God, we're, wow, 31 ga- we're 31 games in. It feels like... Well, I'm feeling like I know who this team is. They're a 500 team. They are a 500 team. This feels very much like that play-in year right now. But yeah, they still have time to kind of figure out what moves they want to make. They probably aren't going to have the luxury of figuring out how Draymond fits into this team before the trade deadline gets here. They're going to have to just kind of figure out what kind of a team can we put together and then welcome Draymond. I don't think Draymond's come back before the uh, the NBA trade deadline. That's let me. Just, I'll just I'll just say really? that right there. No, it's is. Slater was on yesterday with us. He thinks it's going to be sometime mid-January. Again, that's one of those things. We, we discussed this a little bit yesterday. It's just, if it does come back that quickly, then it's like, I, I'm going to have very low expectations. And the trade deadline, as we all know, it's going to be Thursday, February 8th of next year. As we so, all know. Everyone, as we all know. Everyone just, wakes up knowing I, that knowledge I every day. I need to educate everyone. You know? Yeah, it's well, again, we don't need to educate because everybody already knows. You know, Everyone's mm-hmm. listening. It's like, oh, thanks for that information. I already knew. Because um, I totally <laughs> knew when the NBA trade deadline was we were talking about. Um... So yeah, they're going to have to... It's a lot they have to figure out. They're not going to have a complete picture when they do figure it out. And yeah, that's going to be a very fun time for, for Mike Dunleavy. You, you mentioned the consistency there, Spadoni. Yeah, Wiggins has been consistently inconsistent. And and that's not good enough. Whereas Jonathan Kaminga, uh, especially over the last month uh, since the start of Jan- uh, December, he's had double-digit games uh, scoring every month except for uh, on the second against the Clippers. But yeah, double digits, it's just he's, he's limiting turnovers for the most part. I mean, again, last night was a, was a bad game for him with a turnover. Yeah, he had six one, but I mean, I'm looking at he had, you know, four, seven, about, you know, ten turnovers uh, on the, in the month of December prior to last night's game. Um, so for the most part, Kaminga, he's been a much more consistent player uh, this past month. 
I don't know how much stock you put into that going forward. I, I'm going to put a bit more stock into it. Uh, because, again, I just... I see Kaminga as a player who's who's still ascending overall in his development, in his performance. The Kaminga we're seeing right now is not the best Kaminga we will see in his career. Andrew Wiggins, I mean... If I told you that the Andrew Wiggins we saw in the Warriors championship run back in 2022 was the best Andrew Wiggins that we will see in his entire career, would you be shocked? No. I don't even expect him to ever get back to that level again at this point. Then at that point, if that's, that's the Wiggins we need, and we need that Wiggins. Yeah, I don't think it's happening again. To be, for the Warriors to be good. So there, therein lies, I feel like, the answer. If you don't feel like Andrew Wiggins is going to get back to that level of performance that he was once at that like was helping the Warriors he'll win. He'll show flashes, not to cut you off there, Sam. He'll, yes. he'll have games here and there. He really has. Like, he'll, he'll have moments during games. Even yeah. in the playoffs, he'll have a game here and there. The problem is the entire series... I'm going to need that consistency. Games are not won in a moment. They no. are won over 48 minutes. And Andrew Wiggins, he's a guy that you can get one or two good plays out of him at night, and you're like, oh, okay, maybe, maybe that's that's the Wiggins we want to see. But then he just he retreats back into it's like Homer Simpson retreating back into the bush. He just he retreats back into the in the shrub of mediocrity, and that's just it's just not going to help the Warriors at all. If if he's not going to step up, and if again, if you don't think he's going to be the guy that he was when he helped the Warriors win a championship, then what are we doing holding on to him? This segment is sponsored by Golden State Lumber, serving the Bay Area for three generations. When you succeed, we succeed. Visit GoldenStateLumber.com. Talking dubs, taking the L last night to the Miami Heat at home at Chase Center, 114-102. to Not a great game for Steph Curry. Not a great game for this guy, Clay Thompson, talking about it after the game. Yeah, it wasn't great tonight, and I don't know. I don't have a great answer for you. Can't blame BP. It's hard to bring the energy he does. 82 nights a year, but he does it to the best of his ability. Just not the not the best performance tonight from anybody. Do we know how Clay got to the game last night? Thank you. You just need to play that. I haven't played that in a long time. Because, you know... <laughs> <laughs> Who was that? Was that Danker saying he has sea legs? Yeah, so that's sea legs clay. Sea legs clay. That's kind of what sea legs clay last night. For last the first two time nights, wa- honestly. Last two nights, yeah. Well, I know, maybe not in Denver because there's there's no water. There are rivers, Denver. right? They got, they got pools or something. Pools I don't know. It's pretty cold out there in Denver too, so everything's probably frozen. That's true. I've never been. Have you ever been in Denver? I have not. No, never it's uh, it's definitely a place I need to go. I think like I want. I don't, I don't travel anymore. I have oh, children, yeah, so true. it's not, but not possible. I mean, outside of Disneyland, where else are you gonna go? That's, no that's the only place you need to go, really. Disney World, maybe. No, no, just do Disneyland. Disney okay. World's overrated. Really? Oh, it is. It's just too big. It's it, way well, too big. I guess I. Well, I'm not taking like a five year old and a one year old there. Like no, I, I would Disney wait till they're World's a like older. when they're like in elementary school, maybe like eight, nine, ten. When yeah, because it's. It. I mean, first off, you're in Florida, so you got to deal with the humidity there. There's a lot of walking around. It's it's an ordeal. We'll I would go see the Orlando do. Magic, who the Warriors are going to be facing here coming up. Maybe maybe That's see Paolo yeah, by then in a few years. Yeah, who knows where the Magic could be? They could be like in the five or six spot, and the, I don't know where they are right now. Actually, no, they I are, think they're they are in playoff position right now. No, Paolo's legit. Franz Wagner, a guy that many thought uh, the Warriors should have drafted yeah. instead of Jonathan Kaminga. But Denver, uh, I, at some point I want to do like New Year's fan resolutions or something like that during the show. And one thing I really want to do in the next year is I want to get out to a game at Coors Field. Okay. I just feel like that, that's, that's one the like, one for you. The Colorado Rockies. I got to go out well, there. I wanna, what I want to do is I want to sit, as you know, in the top row, they have like the ring of purple seats that sets, you know, it's a mile above sea level. Like I've always wanted to sit up there, you know, a mile high above the, you know, Watching a game from a mile above. That's, it must like have been fun. Cool. Our own uh, E-Dog, Evan Giddings, went to the uh, home run derby there. So, And that was when uh, Matt Olson was there just hitting bomb after bomb after bomb. Pete Alonzo. Yeah. yeah. 
So yeah, that's. Uh, I'd like to go to Denver. So there, I have a there you go. Out there, we'll put so. that cap on that uh, conversation uh, in regards to uh, Denver and the Golden State Warriors. And uh, by the way, you're listening to 95.7 The Game, KGMZ FM and HD1 San Francisco, always live on the free Odyssey app. Download the Odyssey app and favorite 95.7 The Game for the best and most up-to-date sports coverage. And don't forget... You can also watch us every day on YouTube and Twitch. Just search 95.7 The Game, like, and subscribe there, and be sure you know to check out all of our pods on the Odyssey app as well. Garlic Fries and Baseball, guys, they're crushing it. Sam Lubman and Joe Shasky. Joe Shasky, by the way, will be joining us at 8 o'clock. Uh, Joe Spadonian for Ponta Hill alongside Sam Lubman. It's a Football Friday brought to you by First 5 California. To learn four things you can do to overcome toxic stress, Visit first5california.com. Shout out to the Comcast Business text line for just getting uh, off work, getting ready for work, getting ready for school. Good morning to all of you lovely people out there. Drive safe. It is wet conditions out there. It is winter time, and winter time here in the Bay usually means some rain, so please be safe, all of you driving out there. As we pivot, and we'll continue to take your calls and texts from the uh, Comcast Business text line as well. Heat 114, Warriors 102, but Sam had some fun ideas because you know what? It's our last show before the New Year's. We're not going to be here New Year's Day. We got the day off, actually. I'm very excited about that. Three-day weekend for you, boy. Doesn't happen here, especially after a uh, football Sunday. It doesn't happen often, so we got the whole day off. So shout-out to all the hardworking producers, uh, John Lucan, Mark Grandy, Evan Giddings, Sam Lubbin, all you guys. And uh, all the hosts obviously filling as well. Dumas doing Lucas Alexander, job. too, Lucas, to a degree. Flukas Alexander, as I call him. Fight on, though, because dude, he's already got his... Uh, Flukas, I like that. Yeah, you like that. Miller Moss, he's already got his jersey, I'm sure. Uh, look, 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 Matt Nehegan crushing it as well. We had a great uh, fall book here at 95.7 The Game, so all of the uh, men and women working hard, Whitley Sandretto, Kirsten, obviously as well, crushing it. So we're looking at the new year, Sam. And what better way to do that than looking through the lens, if you will, of some of our local sports teams? Yeah, let's have some little reflection. You let's know? do that. How, and then what do you, how did you want to start this? Well, I'm kind of curious. You know, so at the start of uh, last year, start 2022, uh, for this station, I wrote uh, a little blog post about how each team can have a successful 2023 calendar year. Uh, I removed championships from that determination because obviously if you win a championship, that would be a successful season. So obviously that's kind of like the, the base level. No one won a championship in the Bay Area this year. So in that sense, no one had a successful season. But so I was trying to go through. I, I gave kind of uh, what each team could do, shy of winning a championship, to make this season, or sorry, make this year a successful one. So I start off with the 49ers, and it was a simple one. Figure out the quarterback spot. I feel like they did that this year, right? Yeah. Can we agree it's on locked that? In. Yeah. Yeah. Sam Darnold, that's the guy. Okay. Yeah, no, we, Relax. We, we kid. We kid, of course. Seeing ghosts. Thank but you. no, the, the Niners absolutely had a successful year in the fact that. They, they, it feels like with Brock Purdy, they are set at the quarterback position for the long term. Spadoni, what's go, the long term for you? Multiple, like they can count on him to start all the games this year, all the games next year, and Spadoni, he might be able to do something that no quarterback has done since Jeff Garcia was the quarterback for the Niners back in 2000, 2002, which is be the unquestioned starter for three full years running. Wow, Colin that's Kaepernick, the hallmark. I mean, that, that would be the next big step, you know, because Colin Kaepernick had two years where here's the unquestioned starter. Obviously, he took over halfway through that 2012 season en route to the Super Bowl. Had two years when he was a starter, and then he just kind of, he, he he faded away. Jeff Garcia had a three-year run, and you want to be better than that. You want to get up to a Steve Young-like uh, run, where for seven, eight years, 
you are writing in ink Brock Purdy's name in the starting lineup under center. And I feel like the Niners have that. The Niners have a guy who for the next for this rest of this decade, all the way to twenty thirty, assuming society decade, can make it that okay, far. Lock that in. Assuming society can make it that far. Niners have their quarterback. So I know that we're we're in this mode of you have to be Super Bowl or bust. I disagree with that statement. I don't even like that statement, Super Bowl or bust, because I don't think it it I think the Niners are in a situation where if they don't win the Super Bowl this year, they're gonna be in a position to compete for conference championships and be in the Super Bowl conversation basically, yeah, for the next five, six, seven years. I like that. Um it's very fascinating. The entire conversation in regards to the San Francisco 49ers quarterback position and Jeff Garcia is the guy that's been, you know, he, he gets slept on in his career, but it is funny that we have to go all the way back to Jeff Garcia where they knew their unquestioned start. I'd say Jimmy Garoppolo for a hot hot second, but the injury concerns, obviously, you just you can never, after that you know 2019 run, the injury started to mount up and you need to look for someone that you can count on week in and week out. And now Brock Purdy, and we'll see what Brock you know, he's taken some shots here. He's had he had a stinger. Um, we talked to Brian Baldinger, who's had the stingers before. You know, they're not something to uh, sneeze at. Uh, Dr. Narav Pandya, our resident doc here at 95.7 The Game, also uh, discussed what a stinger is and how it correlates to, you know, head injuries, trauma, and stuff like that. So, you know, it's something to monitor here because Brock does have a smaller frame. He's not the biggest guy. He's had major surgery, major injury in the past. If you want to call it a fluke, Whatever, you can call it a fluke, but he's had a major injury in his career. He's bounced back from it. He's looked very good this year. He's been in the MVP conversation now for the better part of the second half of the year. Very good quarterback. I need to see a couple years, and then I'll be convinced. Because one year, one and a half years, still not enough for me to say he's the guy for the next decade. At least for the next couple seasons, next decade, he's still got to do some more. But I do agree that... You know, they can check that off their list of things to worry about. And that's a huge check mark. I mean, finding your quarterback is the hardest thing to do in team sports. I mean, think what we it's were the most talking... important position in team sports. I mean, yeah, think what we were talking about as the season began. You know, we were complaining seven years in, we're still having conversations about who's going to be the quarterback. Seven years in, we did not have that position settled because it never felt settled under Jimmy Garoppolo. I know Garoppolo did. I mean, he was injured in twenty in, in 2020, but 2019, 2021, 2022, he was the, well, until he got injured in 2022. Yeah, he was a very dependable starter in those, in those runs, but still, we're looking for a guy who we could give true long-term stability at that position. And Brock, again, yeah, the durability, I do think that's that's fair to to question uh, because of the size. But if that's the biggest thing, I mean, you can't really predict that. Like, I don't think you can't predict an injury. You just have to do what you can to keep him upright. And uh, That's the thing that kept Jimmy Garoppolo, though. I'll say that. Jimmy Garoppolo was not the starter. It wasn't because of the play. It's because they couldn't count on him week in and week out. No, yeah. And with Brock Purdy, if if Jimmy stayed healthy and if Brock Purdy stayed healthy, you're still having concerns about Jimmy Garoppolo because of the performance. I just don't have that with, with Brock Purdy. Like, I've, I mean, again, last Monday night's game aside... When he goes out there, like when he throws the ball downfield, you you don't kind of, like when Jimmy would throw the ball downfield, you kind of clench your butt cheeks a bit, like uh oh, what's gonna happen? You don't have that with with Brock Purdy. I do think this is a big week for Brock, uh, bouncing back against a bad Washington. I'm confident commander. he will. Well, that that's, I think you he can will. be confident in it. We'll see what it, we'll see because you do you're going on the East Coast. It could be a sluggish start, and then you know what? He has a turnover here and there, and then things start to creep in your head. He's still a young player. And for as much as we talk about the mental makeup of Brock, and he's been awesome, you know, he's still a very young player in this league. 
And young players can get their confidence taken away very quickly. He got humbled on Monday on Christmas in front of a, a massive audience. We've already talked about the numbers. The NFL just dominating Christmas Day. Uh, Chiefs, Raiders, Giants, Eagles, and Niners, uh, Ravens just dominating any NBA matchup of that day, quadrupling it, quintupling it, what have you, in ratings. Um, but that is something to monitor here. How does he bounce back in this performance? I'm not saying it's a he has to you know light the world on fire. I'm saying a nice clean performance is what I need from Brock. I don't need any more turnovers because that is something you cannot do heading into a huge matchup with the Rams, and you definitely can't do it in the playoffs. No, I def- obviously, but see, I, I'm confident that he'll be all right because he's shown throughout the year that he really does not get rattled. Uh, even last year, he showed moments where he does not get rattled. You know, the, the play I always remember with him is uh, last year against Tampa, that first play, that first drop pack he has in that game, he gets absolutely lit up. Uh, it ends up being called a late hit, whatever. You know, whether it was a flag or not, uh, whatever, I'll take it. Then that very next play, though, he bounces right back up, leads the Niners right down for a touchdown. And it's just... A hit like that could have easily rattled him. He didn't let it happen. That was that was his first ever start, and it's just been a lot of that ever since. He does not get rattled. He does not. I'm not things yeah, get to I'm him. I'm question his toughness. If that's what you're getting at, I don't well, no, question I'm, the toughness. I'm questioning just the ability for him to hold on to his confidence. There, like things like that, don't rattle him. They don't rattle his his confidence. They don't rattle his trust to just hang out there in the pocket. The amount of times I've seen him make incredible throws this year, while he's got a guy blitzing right into his face. It's it's impressive the the work he's able to do uh, under pressure and yeah again it was a rough game on Monday night those games happen hopefully that game was the anom- the anomaly and not the start of something new I'm confident that that will be the situation where that was the anomaly because throughout his tenure under center he has shown that nothing truly rattles him long term and it's that that mental makeup, the things that he has going on between his ears, that is what makes me believe that as his physical tools continue to develop, he's just going to become more and more of a better quarterback. Like, as good as he's been this year, I still think there's more levels that he can ascend to as his career progresses. 888-957-9570. We're doing some uh, New Year's, you know, lens view for some of these sports teams here in the Bay Area. How we, how do we want to label this, Sam, so I can so I can tease it going forward? Are we talking about resolutions for the team or are we talking about a checklist? Yeah, let's do like what are your what are what's each team's New Year's resolution going there, into the next there year? There you go. Keep it simple like that. That's Sam Lubman alongside Joe Spadoni here filling in for Bonte Hill and Joe Shasky. Joe Shasky, by the way, will be calling us at eight o'clock that's going to be after shameless shoutouts will be at 745. So 888-957-9570. If you want to shout someone out, uh, shout out your New Year's resolution, shout out uh, family members, friends, sons, daughters, anything, your local sports teams, your work, whatever you want to shout out, you can do it. Just keep it clean. 888-957-9570. We'll hear from Brian Baldinger on the other side. He had some interesting thoughts in regards to the 49ers and Brock Birdie bouncing back. Christian McCaffrey, the 49ers struggles against the top two defenses. How much... Uh, pressure is on Brock Purdy this Sunday. Maybe pressure is the wrong word. How much are you looking forward to his start this year, coming off his worst start in the NFL? What are you looking for in Brock Purdy uh, this upcoming game in Washington? That's what's coming up on the game, sponsored by Fremont Bank, full-service banking, no compromises. Spadoni and Lubbock on 95.7 The Game. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. 
Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone. Whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with a vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.